Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself. Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. I actually nearly didn't make it this morning. I don't know what the heck is going on outside there, but the traffic is is ridiculous. I uh, I think I need to take a breather. It's really been mental. Focus on the good stuff. That's why the show's here. I love Tuesdays. I get to hang out with you guys, bring you the good news stories. Um, we're a little bit later than usual, but we're just going to take over. And I think we're going to waterfall onto the other shows and make them late as well. We've got a massive show today, loads to fit in. Um, we're going to be... We're going to be interviewing our inspiration, who's also a really good friend of mine. I'm flipping excited to have him in studio. We're going to pull him in a little bit. His name's Matt Cohen. Um, he's an inspiration, and I think his story is one which is incredibly interesting. And uh, and we're going to chat about what we did last week with Suits and Sneakers, and, um, and Nikki was there. We're going to pull her into studio as well. Plus, we've got some good news coming from little Layla at Appendy Angels, which I'm super stoked for. Um, there's some good news. is going to be bringing us the good news. I'm not sure what's going on, but um, if it's anything to go by, Layla is a little angel, so I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Uh, as I mentioned, I've got Nikki in studio, but we actually have a bone to pick with her because she was meant to be in studio last week and she just wasn't. I was on my deathbed, can I just say? Well... <sighs> You you should be grateful to have me here right now, can well, I just say? Well, if you're going to... You can't just start a conversation like that and tell us that you're on your deathbed and not tell us why. What's going on? Um, I'm okay now. It's all right. I'm all fixed now. Um, I, I do just suffer quite badly from migraines. Is it like man flu? Is it anything similar to man flu? No, in no way, shape or form. Like yeah, I was, then, you don't, <laughs> then you don't know true pain. Imagine having a headache for four days and not being able to open your eyes because the light burns. Yeah, that's what I was doing this time last week. So Sounds like fun. It it was amazing. Trust me, I would rather have been here. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um okay, so but you're better now and uh we don't need to worry about your head. You're not going to explode or anything. You're pretty good. No, I'm I'm good. I'm and all you can look at the light. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> I a, don't have to stay away from the light anymore. Stay away from the light. I don't know, there's some woman doing her washing in the say. office building next door. <laughs> I love a bit of laundry at the office. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new character that we can add to our show. Her name is Cecilia. You're breaking <laughs> my heart. Um, I'm talking absolute crap. Nix, uh, you competed in a horse competition over the weekend. I did, yes. Was my, it your first time? It wasn't my first time. First it, time on a horse. It, it was not my first time <laughs> on a horse. Luckily, that would have been worrying. No, me and my horse, we did go to a competition on Sunday. It's our first... Um, it's it's part of a league that I've just joined, so it's our first competition in the league, um, and we did very well. So that's absolutely amazing. My little champion, your little horse. Um, you and your horse are quite close. What's your horse's name? <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> What's your horse's name? My horse is called Talkative. Just like Nikki, they are one of the same. <laughs> we were meant to be. They were meant to be. Meant to be. Is your horse South African or English? He's South African. But I heard a rumor that you do have an English horse. I, I do have an, exactly an Irish horse. Is my other. One and I did bring him over from England with me, yes. On the plane? Uh, he did come on a plane, yes. Not on my plane. Like, he wasn't, like, <laughs> sat next to me or anything. We didn't, like, share breakfast. No. Um, no, he came over on a special plane. He flew in from Germany. And his name is Murphy. His name is Murphy. And Very he's Irish. huge. He is huge. He has 18 hands. For those of you that know horses, you'll know that that's big. What does 18 hands mean? Does that mean, like, 18 of my hands? Um, no. Now you're putting me on the spot, because I don't know what the measurement is of how many inches there are in a hand. But it's... It, and it's like from 
people can't see me doing this, so this explains so nothing. No, but it's so like your thumb to your little finger, if okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like that is. And like an average head. Well, there is a, like obviously a set measurement of how many inches there are in a hand, but I just don't know what that is off the top of my head. I feel like oy I might Google it just now. Oy vey, oy vey. Um, all right, so horse show was on Sunday. Before that, um, I did mention suits and sneakers, which went down last week. And uh, for those of you that might not have been there or might not have known about it, Gareth Cliff and myself and also Mark Sham got up on stage at this new sort of thought leadership conference um, that that Mark Sham has put together. A really cool concept. I, I was speaking about it on my show last week with Mark. And and we sort of had a bit of a chat. Nikki was there. Nick, what did you think of it? I actually really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. I like... The nice thing was that all four talks were very diverse, so they were all very, very different fields, which is nice, which I feel kept people interested. I'm going to put you on the spot. Which was your favorite? Oh, no, you can't say. You can't. How can you even ask me that? How can you even? Oh. I'm going to say Mike Sham. Oh, yes. Because you didn't mention him. Yeah, no, he also spoke. My, um, Mark's uncle. He spoke about business. It was very business orientated. It was. Yeah. No, it was. I, to be honest, I couldn't pick a, because they were all so different and they all covered different fields. I'm glad that you're taking the stance on that. I'm glad that you're <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, <laughs> it was a, it was a cool talk. Um, it was cool to stand up on stage and tell people my story and inspire people. I've had a lot of emails and tweets and Facebook messages and stuff from people that had actually been there. And that's quite exciting to see that one moment can actually inspire other people to do really cool stuff as well. No, I mean, even I saw on Facebook after the talks had finished, all the people that are now saying, okay, now this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go do this now. I feel so inspired. It's good. I'm excited to see uh, when the next one takes place and who's going to be talking because I'll be a guest then. Yeah, I'd like to go listen again. Like I say, I think the way that that Mark did it, the way that it's so diverse with the four different completely different topics like there's nothing the same you're not covering the same thing so you get something from everybody that's speaking and you're not sat there going when is this person going to end totally one of the people that i would love to hear talk and it's, it's someone that i had on my show and her story is just so epic it's that pam green who found um the homeless guy in grayston with his matrix certificates Oh yeah, and then she got him a job, right? She got well. She didn't just get him a job. She got him a job. She got him a um, what was it? A job, an apartment. She did like a whole bunch of stuff Cleaned for him. Cleaned him up and everything. And his whole life is just, uh, I mean, in a flipping cool place now, which is rad. No, I think it's cool. I think that's that's actually a really nice, good thing to do. If that makes it like, I mean, every, it's easy to go out and, and just give someone a meal for one day. That's, that's, that's great. I'm not taking anything away. That's great. But the fact that she set him up now, now he can buy his own food. You see that, that's what I dig. And I think her story is pretty cool. And to hear what, what she went through and, and what he went through and how she got him to that point. And now Pam started, she's left a job. She yeah. literally left her job and she started Second Chances, which is all about giving back to the community, finding people who are in need of work and helping them get those jobs, which is a cool story. Yeah, it is. Like I say, it's nice that they can then, they get something out of it as well in terms of they're able to then support themselves, which I suppose ultimately is what they want. Totally. One other thing that I found um, when I was doing a bit of research, we're going to get into the top high five now. I'm going to get Nikki to read them out live because we have her in studio. <laughs> you got you got to do your best English voice, right? Okay, I will go very English. I don't even feel like I can do an English accent anymore. No, you can. And I'll do the background music. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so another cool thing that I found, I don't know if it's cool. It could actually be detrimental to some restaurants. But there's this new Facebook group, which is just, it's, I mean, it's 
booming. It's it's got like sixty thousand people that like it. It's called Josie Restaurants: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And it basically, if you have a good time at a restaurant, you can post on this Facebook page. group or whatever it is you can post about your good experience and people can then see okay cool well uh, Cliff Central Cafe is really cool but if not if you have a really bad experience you can post it on there as well and then people can stay away I think that's good because I think there isn't enough I mean I'm not going to sit through TripAdvisor just before I go to every restaurant or Hello Peter or whatever the other ones are whereas everybody's on Facebook all the time and, and if it, it's coming through your news feed then you'll just see it It's been proved that people um they actually take their friends advice on Facebook more seriously than they would some random person on TripAdvisor If it's your mate telling you that this restaurant's really crap you're not going to go. Yeah, and also you probably you'll know your mate's taste. Yeah. So if your mate says the food was shocking, then you probably think, well, yeah. Well, I'll give it a miss. Or if they're like it was shocking, you're like they think everything's shocking. Then you know, well, okay, maybe we should still go. It's it's a cool page and it's really cool stuff to see there. There's a lot of restaurants that are getting a lot of traction. And if ever I see some of my favorites, I like like that comment. I'm like, yes, that's a cool restaurant. People should go there. Johnny's, Here's my Johnny's, Johnny's, Johnny's. That's my stamp of approval. And that was a shameless punt that you just gave Johnny's. He better give us a free meal when we go there again. I know. Um, right, but this is the good stuff, and we all we are all about. About the good stuff. So with Nikki in her absolute best, uh, her best English accent. Nikki, you got to start from five, hey? Um, no, don't, we'll just start from five. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say, I feel like you can't count today. Well, sometimes, you, the first time we did this, when we did the good news, Nikki actually, I think, started from one. Yeah, I did. And I put number one at number five. It was all very confusing. I, I'm a natural blonde. It's not my fault. Well, they're all as good as number one. Let's uh, let's go. What do we have at number five? Okay, at number five, mum makes a promise and adopts her best friend for kids. It's a really, I mean, it's quite a sad story, but it's also a cool story. So her friend had terminal cancer and she was surviving with this cancer for a couple of years. Um, they, they didn't know if it was actually terminal because you know, sometimes doctors just, they say it's going to be terminal and then the person lives for years. Yeah. I think, uh, and it's sad to say, but I suppose, I suppose the doctor has to prepare you for the worst. Do you know what I mean? So they have to kind of, they, they say, terminal because you have to be prepared that it is going to be and they and they don't know enough about it to to yeah to determine exactly well with this with this situation it, he said it was terminal it was terminal but during that process when she found out it was terminal um she pro- the, the girl that was dying her best friend promised to look after her kids uh, which is a big ask when there's four kids involved yeah but that's also that's that must be scary as a parent to think that so when your kids are so young that you're not there, you're not going to be there and you have to think, well, I do have to have something in place and know yeah. that the person that I'm putting in place is going to do a good job. Well, they are quite young and it is quite a sad story. But on the on the other side, uh, her friends have started like a GoFundMe page and they've already um, they've already collected over a million rand to look after these kids. Sure. So even though she's added four kids to her household, and I'm sure there must have been some sort of money that was left over by the the poor friend who died but there's a whole group of people that have gone hold on we're jumping on board and we're going to assist you as well yeah that's nice the flipping cool the support of everybody that's uh it takes a village to raise a kid that's what uh, i learned (laughs) at otandwini uh number four what do we have at number four we have the 79 year old grandma goes missing she went missing Mm. but she's then found later i know that you can't just give away the story like that (laughs) it's such a flipping funny story so um it's in the uk and this guy goes to visit his grandma in uh 
in her old age home. And he gets there and he's like, hey, I'm here to see Granny Smith or whatever her name is. And the lady goes, oh, well, um, she's missing. She's, she, she's gone. She, <laughs> she's disappeared. So they search the whole retirement home. They check under the pillows. They check in the cupboards. They can't find this granny. She's gone. Do you think, like, at what stage do you think they realized she was missing? Like, in all honesty, do you think, like, he rocked up and they're like, well, she's been gone for three weeks now. Um, we just didn't want to tell you. Or whether it was like, oh, we hadn't even noticed she's gone. I, I have no idea. Maybe they do, like, a check in the morning. You'd they think. must do like a morning check to go. Like a register yeah, at breakfast. Mr. Smith, <laughs> are you there? So yeah, they, they had her missing and they all went looking for her. They went into the little village, um, to go try find her and they, they walked around all the shops and whatever. And eventually they found her, Nikki, where? She was getting her first tattoo. How old is she? She is 79 years old. She decided that she was going to go get her first tattoo at 79 years old. And um, and her grandkids found her in a tattoo parlor. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I think it's such a cool story. Like, if you... If you're going to do anything in your whole entire life, and and that's one of your things that you want to do, um, what better way to do it than when you're an old granny? I know, but I like. I wonder what tattoo she got. Can you imagine if she got like love and hat on her fingers or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she got a little heart. She got a little heart. Apparently, in the article, uh, she asked she asked the uh, the tattoo artist when it was going to be over, and he was like, "Ma'am, we finished like ten minutes ago." She didn't even feel it. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a cool granny. Uh, she also swore a lot when they asked her, what are you going to tell your grandkids? But I'm going to post that article online so you guys can see it. Nikki, what's at number three? That's cool. Um, a waitress overhears a conversation and decides to pay for her client's bill, but the return is almost unimaginable. Cool flipping story in America. So a waitress was working graveyard shift at a little 24-hour diner. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning and two gents walked in. Uh, nothing sort of fancy looking about them they sat down to eat their very early breakfast and while they were busy talking they were talking about the night they would had they had had you would expect that someone coming in for that sort of breakfast would have worked late right yeah the one guy was a firefighter and he'd actually saved a building and he'd been fighting the fire the whole night and it was this really traumatic story and the waitress had overheard the whole thing so at the end of their meal when they asked for their check check please she came in and she handed them a piece of paper that said thank you for all you do for us long message really cool gonna post it online uh, so you guys can see that but basically she paid their bill for them and a waitress, you would think that they don't earn like that much money that they can walk around yeah. paying people's bills. Normally, a waitress has a really, really crap pay, and yeah. then they rely on tips. Yeah. So she paid for their bill. Um, but that's not the end of the story. The firefighters then left and did a little bit of research on her because maybe they wanted to buy her a gift or something because they felt really cool about what this exchange of, of kindness that had happened. And they found out that her father was wheelchair-bound and he was looking for um, a vehicle that could, uh, like a system, so that he, he could get in and out of the vehicle. And they started a GoFundMe page as well. This GoFundMe is massive. I've not, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. So basically, if you it's need like funding for something, it's yeah, crowdfunding. Okay. But uh, in South Africa, we've only got like one of them. In America, there's loads. There's, say, there's Indiegogo and GoFundMe and this and that and this. There's a whole bunch. And within the space of I think 24 hours, they raised sixty thousand dollars. They only needed fifteen thousand to get the car. They raised sixty thousand. That's like six hundred thousand rand, if not more, that they were able to just put together. Sure. But it just shows you when when there's people in need, people are willing to help. So flippin' cool.
I love good stories. Nikki, what's at number two? Okay, at number Did I miss two. One? No, no, no. We're, number we're, two. You, you can count. We're, we're on track still. Um, at number two, a 101 man begs for money every day and gives it to charity. Okay, 101 is 101. Okay. That's how old he is. Oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't say that, does it? It just says a 101 man. <laughs> this is, this is my blonde Nikki coming up. We love you. So 101, 101 year old man. I sound like a, almost Zuma there. Uh, one, uh, one hundred and million one. Just make confused. So this hundred and one year old man, uh, he lives in, um, South America and he, he's taken this religion, which isn't really a religion, but to live off nothing. So his belief is that in order to be happy, you need nothing, right? Every day he travels over 80 kilometers to go to the center point of town to beg for money to give back to charity. He doesn't keep a sense of it. That's great. But his duty is to look after the people around him. So he begs every single day. That's crazy. It's and 101. Insane. I guess he's been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, just a while. He's obviously got the technique down. Humans are really living older. Yeah, like, can you imagine? 101. You wouldn't expect that someone would be able to walk that far. No, I don't. Have you seen a million, a million ways to die in the West? Yeah, yes. where, where they talk about, well, people nowadays are living till 27. Yeah, the average age. It's really crazy. 101 is flipping old. Yeah, it is. You get your letter from the Queen at 100. Does everybody get one? Yeah. Even me. Like, no. I'm South African. Like, I will. Well, you can't say everyone then. Well, everybody English gets one. <laughs> Damn it. I need to become English so I can get a letter from Just the Queen. Just move to I'm England. Planning, I'm planning. I don't want to move to England. I love South Africa. But I'm planning on making it to like 120. Maybe. I'm definitely going to get one. And then I think you get one like every so many years after you're 100. If you make it that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right. like, yes, another year. <laughs> uh, another later. Nikki, uh, number one, what is our top story? Um, at number one, now I feel like I'm under pressure now that I'm going to say, say, read something wrong. <sighs> just try, yeah, just okay, take a deep breath. Okay. <clears throat> I got this. Okay. A South African from Durban took an underprivileged girl to his matric dance. Yes. That was perfect. I got through it. That you got right through it, and it was, it was enunciated well. <laughs> I try. Very posh English. Very impressive. So that story there is number one trending, and it is amazing. The guy's name is Dion Govender, uh, and he's from Durban. He's a matric student. Why are we smiling like that? I think it's so. You <laughs> no, got, no, you got no, so. I'm just smiling. It's just a good story. Did you want to go? Do, did you want to go? Have you never been to a matric farewell? No. Not in South Africa. No. Right. So it is matric farewell season. Nikki is flipping hot. She is. She's a belter. If you were in the South, you would call her a bint. She's beautiful. Can we not call me a bint? Because in England, a bint means something completely different. Yeah, we'll never do that again. If you, <laughs> if you do manage to get this right, do not call it that. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a proposition, right? Uh, Nikki's never been to a matric farewell. It's matric farewell season right now. If you're looking for one hell of a hot date, she is gorgeous. Uh, you can give us a call on 0861-555-189. You can also get hold of us on cliffcentral.com or on our Facebook, Cliff Central, or on WeChat, Cliff Central. And Nikki will go with you to your matric farewell. We're going to pick one person. Next, I just, I just bartered you. I was just going to say, just pimp me out. It's no the worries. good stuff. We're going to make someone's day happy. So the good news story, Dion, Gov- Dion Govender, now I'm getting my mix- words mixed up, did exactly this. It was his matric farewell, about a week before his matric farewell. His mum said, uh, who's your date? We have to get her hair done. We have to like get things sorted. And he went, you know what, mum? I don't, I mean, I, I'm excited about my matric farewell, but I'd rather give this opportunity to someone else who might not have had 
that opportunity in their lives. So whether it was financial reasons or relationship or if they were disadvantaged or whatever the reason was, he would rather give that opportunity to someone who would appreciate the matric farewell. Because his mom, I mean, she was dishing out. She was giving him, uh, giving her hair and, and a dress and she would, she would, whoever the date was. The mom thought this was a great idea. They posted, uh, the Facebook on, online, a Facebook message. And in, in that as well, he said, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl or black or white. He doesn't care. He just wants to give that opportunity to someone who has not had that opportunity. Uh, so anyway, a Facebook post goes viral. It's all over the place. Everybody's, um, sort of sharing it and, and joining in. He had over, I think, 500 people sure. that wrote to him or emailed him or Facebooked him for this opportunity. And the one girl that got chosen, we don't know why she got chosen because he's choosing not to put her circumstances online, which I think is flippin' rad. That's nice though, because then it's, it doesn't make people pity her either, if no. anything. It's just that she's going to a matric dance. That's totally. It. I think, I, I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she, amazing girl, uh, she had never had her nails or makeup done before, 18 years old, never had her hair done before. Oh, that's so sad. Never had that opportunity. And because of the Facebook post, there was all this corporate interest to jump on board and to assist her. So she, she got picked up in a Lamborghini. She wow. had a dress that was specially made for her, all in like a week, in the space of like four days. She was wearing Swarovski crystals, like really felt to be a princess. And, um, and yeah, that story trended twice last week because it was the first post that trended. And now the second one with the actual matric farewell. That's so cool. That's so, that's so nice. But can I just say, I hope that somebody does phone in now, because how awkward would that be? If you've just pimped me out and now nobody phones, it's like, yeah, actually, you're alright. We won't, we won't take it. Well, they don't, I mean, they can tweet me as well, Brent Linda Q. I'm offering, you know what? It doesn't even have to be a matric farewell, because maybe, maybe I'm matriculant at school right now. If it is, if you, if you want to take someone to a ball or something, I'm just, uh, Giving it out there. If you're there and, uh, we, we're pumping out Nikki. That's James, phone in now, please. <laughs> <laughs> so she's looking for someone who's named James. If your name is James. That's ridiculous. All right. So, um, we, we usually do the top five, the half hour at five. I'm going to, um, I'm going to post that online so you guys can see the stories but i actually have a sixth story that i want to get through before we bring our guests in and that is a pizza place in uh, in cape town cape town doing incredible things it's in heart bay uh, the pizza place is called massimo's I have you heard the story? Yes. And I haven't heard the story, but I've heard of that restaurant. So maybe. Okay. So we featured them on the show before. They've got a paid forward scheme where you can go in there and you can buy a slice of pizza, a virtual slice for 10 bucks. And for every six slices they get, they give a full pizza to a charity or an organization in need. Flippin' cool story, yeah? Yeah, that's cool. Doesn't end there. On Friday night, they had a customer come in and the customer, um, was being incredibly racist. He was upset because the pizza maker had a plaster on his face. And he was a little bit tipsy. So he said to the owner, no, well, um, the pizza maker looks like for, he's from Zimbabwe and he's quite thin. So that must mean he's got AIDS or whatever the, the, it was blatant racism. Mm. Absolutely awful. So Massimo, the owner of Massimo has asked him to leave. He was like, you're not welcome in my restaurant. Get out. Like if you can't, if you can't appreciate who I have working here, get out. Um, he then, that guy, the, the guy who was the client went on to TripAdvisor. We hate Trevor yeah. And he, uh, he posted a really nasty, um, sort of comment. One out of five stars. Uh, terrible service. Staff are all sick. They've got plasters on their faces. Like really bad. So Massimo replied on TripAdvisor, 
and said, Dear Sir, um, you've obviously left out a huge portion of the story, you racist human being. But here, <laughs> here, here's, here's what actually went down so everybody can understand. And um, and on top of that, the reason he had a plaster was because he hit his head during load shedding. <laughs> it has nothing to do with him being sick. He's not sick at all. And um, on top of that, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter or even on TripAdvisor, uh, for everybody who comes into the restaurant for the rest of the weekend wearing a plaster, you're going to get a free drink. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and then everybody will start posting photos of themselves with plasters on their face inside Massimo's. Do you, do you know, this guy is saying about the plaster on the face, do you not remember back in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s? Yes. Nelly used to go around with a plaster on his face all the time. Mm, and it was cool then. If you want to go and take L in the back of my ghostie. I just made up all those words. <laughs> I was like, mm, um. But yeah, Nelly used to always have a plaster yeah, on his face. and it was cool then. Wow. He was representing. We're bringing Nelly back. Yeah, we are. That's like sexy back. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. That's pink, and uh, I think Nate Roos is how you say it. Just give me a reason. I dig that song. It's a good song. I like Nate. I like him when he's part of that a great big world or whatever it's called. That's his. Uh, that's the main. His main group. I feel like I'm looking at you blankly because I'm not sure. I know who Pink is, but but other than that, I have no idea. Nah. All right. So just over a little deck. Just a little. Let's start this again. 11 years it was, just a little over a decade ago. Matt represented South Africa as one of the best freestyle motocross riders the country had ever seen. When I was writing this last night and I called Matt to let him know, he actually said to me, mm-mm, that's, that, that doesn't sound right. But uh, actually, it does, and that's what I'm sticking to, yo. So um, <laughs> He is writing your biography. <laughs> I'm writing your bio for you. If you ever need an intro like at, a, at an event, like an MC, introducing... Matt Cohen. Uh, at, at just 18 years old, he injured himself in a severe accident which put him in a wheelchair for what doctors believe to be his life. Um, with that said, Matt's story is one of hope, inspiration, and dedication. The incredible South African has since then opened businesses, assisted un- underprivileged kids with wheelchairs. He's now playing with my microphone. I don't know what the hell's going on in the studio. <laughs> and he's working towards gaining full functionality of his legs, which is what we're going to talk about. A change maker, thought leader. And an inspiration to all South Africans. Matt, welcome to The Good Stuff. Thanks. Look at you in studio. Fine thanks and you. Fine thanks and you. That's his, um, that's his good line. I've known Matt for many years. And, and uh, I invited him into studio because he is a flippant inspiration to me. Um, on, on Thursday, I got pulled up on stage and asked what motivates me. It was one of the questions. Yes, it was. And I think I answered it wrong. I'd like to take my answer back. Okay. It's not self, self-motivation. I thought you were going to say cell phones, then I was like, why? Cell phones phones do not motivate me. Self-motivation does not motivate me. It is my friends and the the people around me that truly do. Um, They inspire me. They make me want to be a better person. And Matt is one of those guys. I've known him since I was 17. He's now an old bully, 29 years old, almost a grandpa. And he's just the most phenomenal guy. Um, I've given a brief overview of your freestyle motocross, which I also got the name from. When I was doing the bio, I was like, he's a trick biker. Stunt biker. A stunt biker. Like, you know, stunt biking. What is, what is freestyle motocross? It's the stuff you see on the X Games, you know, uh, Travis Pastrana and take a motocross bike and jump over a gap and do a trick. 
And they do it. See, it is a, it's a trick barker. Yeah, oh, trick barking, whatever you want. Trick barking. And then you like push the bike away from you and you. There's one called the Superman, right? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Winning at life. <laughs> and that's, um, that's something that you used to do. That was your, your sport of choice. Yeah, that was my sport. It was my, my life. You know, that's what we did. How old were you when you got into that? About 16. 16? Yeah. And you, you, you went pretty far in South Africa. Like you were competing and. Yeah, we did it. I mean, we got our sponsors, we got our bikes, we, you know, we rode every day and did what we loved. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then I crashed. And then you crashed. So, yeah. so that's what, uh, Matt and I were arguing about last night. Cause I said that he was one of the best, which I believe he was. And he was like, well, couldn't have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, he had a severe accident, which led to you breaking your neck. If I'm right. Yeah. I broke, uh, C6 and 7. My, my vertebrae is in my neck. And you were 18 at the time. 18. How do you, I mean, and one of the things that, um, one of the things that I've always loved about you is you've never let that affect you. So you, you broke your neck and I still remember, I mean, you flip and broke your neck. How many people have done that? And you, you came out in a chair and the chair had a sign on the back that said, I, d- I didn't put that there. Was a, <laughs> it there wasn't was, me, it wasn't me. There was a sign that said, go big or go home in a wheelchair. It was an ESPN ad at the time. And it was a freestyle motocross rider. And it was like, go big or go home in a wheelchair. And we plugged it to the back of the chair. It was a pretty, pretty funny joke. Well, no, it was an inspiration because it just showed, I mean, your character and who you are. Thanks. Uh, at 18, what is it, what does that feel like at 18 to, to be told? What, what did the doctors tell you exactly? I think it's more what they told my mother. It was, um, you, you're never going to walk again. You, you're going to need hoists and winches to, to put your son in and out of the bath and, and into bed and, you know, in and out of the car and all of these things. And I don't know. She's, she's a little bit hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you can swear on the show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> no, she's the best. <laughs> so um, she, she got told the news. Um, and you were, did she have to break the news to you? Like, well, yeah, you know, it's what it is, but. I think ultimately doctors, you were saying earlier about terminal, speaking of terminal cancer and, and all yeah. of these things, they've got to be there to cover their ass, really. But ultimately it's, it's not really up to them. It's about what you want. Yeah. And what you, what you're going to make of it. So that's it. And that's one of the things, uh, that one of the ways that you looked at life. So, or have, you must look at life. That's a, that's a standard of who you are. You are, you are self-motivated. You're a motivated person. You've never steered away from that. Uh, you came out of hospital and, and from day one, you were like, if this, you know, it's quite funny. I, I got given two choices. I was told by my mother, I'll do everything you, you need to get you better and we'll learn how to do this, whatever it is or else. We can also just like accept it and carry on, but you must make the choice. And that's, that's what it was. It was, no, I want to get better. That's what we, we are doing really. Just working every day towards that. A lot of therapy. I mean, you've been through, you're 29. It happened when you're 18, which makes it 11 years. Yeah. And you've been through a lot of therapy in that time. I think the the only thing I didn't do was when the Chinese doctor told me to drink my pee. I was like, no, come on. (laughs) I I draw the line. I draw the line at that. I'm into some fucked up kinky shit. I'm (laughs) drinking my own pee. (laughs) Somebody else's is fine, but not my own. I yeah. didn't say that. <laughs> so you, you've, I mean, you've done a lot of therapy and over the 11 years you've done uh, certain amounts of things. Um, we, we'll get back to the therapy. You've also never, never stopped just being. You've never stopped working. You've never stopped like just 
it's never slowed you down. I'm here. I'm alive. You know, you, like, well, you drove yeah, yourself here. Yeah. You know, like your mind. I know. Yeah. I know some people who um, can get fired from a job, and it just derails them completely. Like they never pick up the pieces again. And you went from one chapter to the next, like without even a blink of an eye. We all get depressed. We we all we all suffering something in our life. We all facing the biggest challenge we've ever faced in our life at any given point. I mean, we overcoming whatever it is, but. My challenge is no bigger than your challenge or Nikki's challenge or anyone else's. You just got to do it, huh? They say that if you had to take your problems, if everybody had to take their problems and throw it into a pile. Yeah. And then look at this pile of problems, you'd pick up your own again. You'd yeah. be like, I'm not, I don't want to deal with Fuck that. Shit. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. That's not what I want to deal with. Shit. So, um, yeah, I said you, you drove yourself here. You've also opened up a couple of businesses. So in that time, you've done a numerous amount of things. You're an entrepreneur. You've got a business head on you. What are you currently doing? Transport. Transport. Yeah. yeah. So logistics through logistics, trucking, yeah. Trucking. Have you always been in trucking? Is no. that a, no, it's a new gamble, new venture. Matt, Matt's very modest, but he has done a lot in business and, um, he's played in different games. He's saying no, but he has, uh, I've been there along the side and, um, and this is just another, cha- it's another chapter for you. You like, let's do something. Let's make money. Let's make this work. It's Matt's exciting. Cool. There's money to be made and have fun. Yeah. Flip it all. That's where it is. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, to touch on the therapy. So you have done years and years of therapy and loads of therapy, loads of therapy. Yeah. And about, it must be, I mean, people wouldn't have picked it up, but it must have been about four or five weeks ago. I was busy with the show. You were listening on the other side and you were in gym at your, yeah, is yeah. it a normal gym that you go to? Yeah. So normal gym, whatever it is. And, um, you were crawling and you sent me a video and I had to actually play a song and stop because I was like, what the F? It's, um, the, it's, a, it's a miracle and it's the most amazing news. Uh, to see that you are, you on track and you making it back. Making progress. You're that's, making progress. Yeah. After the doctors told you no ways. No ways. Yeah. Doctor said, you know, in the beginning, Brent, I, I couldn't really feed myself. I couldn't do anything. I had people help me and my brother do everything for me. And, um, to where I am today, I mean, it's like the doctor who said that kind of said to me, you know, it's amazing. So that's cool. He's, Matt's working towards getting back up on his feet again, and the therapy does do that. Um, but he also, I mean, we, we were bullies two weeks ago. Like we live a normal life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody admits to going to Billy. I remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it, so it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the most incredible um, thing to, to just, I mean, I've been your mate for so long that I don't realize how amazing it is to do what you do and to get through your daily life. Like I said, some people will just be derailed by the smallest but that's thing. It. I said to you, it's not amazing. It's just everyone's got their shit that they're going through, and you just do what you got to do. Yeah. That's it. What's the plans? So, I mean, we're going through therapy. We're busy with the trucking. What is the plans for the future? When, Keep on training. When am I going to see you dancing on the dance floor? If there weren't so many steps up here, I might have walked in today. <laughs> for <a little> luck. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> Matt, yeah. it's so exciting, boy. He's not great on um, social media. He actually sucks badly. He's not great. I've got email. He got email. <laughs> but, I mean, I got email when I was 14 or 15. When did you get email? Six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not great on, on sort of the email stuff. But if you do want to reach, if people want to talk to you and they want to sort of tweet and Facebook and everything, what do they do? 
Facebook, Matt Cohen. Matt Cohen. Yeah. Instagram, whatever my name is there. Matt oh. Cohen. <laughs> we, we're going to repeat all of those in a bit. Matty Cakes. <laughs> um, we've spoken about the business. We've spoken about the therapy. We've spoken about where you are. What about, because it's something that you don't want to talk to, talk to me about, and you told me not to mention anything. But um, I do think it's important. This is the good stuff, and we focus on doing good stuff and sort of sharing good stuff. You also help underprivileged kids who might not be able to afford wheelchairs, because wheelchairs are quite expensive. Yeah. What are we looking at for a wheelchair? If I mean, I would. They're expensive. A small car. A small car. Yeah. For a chair. Yeah. It's absolutely mental. It's ridiculous. And there's a lot of kids in South Africa who don't have access. I mean. And they end up with those hospital jobs, which are no fun. I mean, that's just makes life more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. It's just not cool. And I mean, I get a couple of these things throughout the last 11 years and, you know, as one comes in, one must go out. So you pass them on to more underprivileged kids. Someone else can use them. It's absolutely amazing. Now, um, his chair is flipping cool, and I'm going to post a photo of Matt and myself online so you can see it. It's really small. It's tiny compared to, like, you just compared it to hospital chairs. Yeah. It's flipping tiny. It's like a little sports race car. Yeah. It's the Ferrari of wheelchairs. No, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hectic. Okay, so um, I'm going to sort of end it there. I think... Cool. You know, we've had you in studio. Have you had fun at Cliff Central? It's your first time here. It's amazing. What do you think of the studios and sort of the people and, you know, they're all around drinking, having it's Tuesday. Yeah. We choose. Standard, standard Tuesday. Standard Tuesday. Can you I just guys say, are quite nice. Can I just say? Thanks, man. I like the new carpet in here. They have. They've redone the studios. Gareth sat and redid it himself. There were photos posted online. No, there was really. <laughs> Gareth, it was on Facebook. I didn't mean to laugh so badly. Then. He's going to have words with you when you walk out of here. Sorry. Hectic. Um, I actually want to, and I wanted to get Mark Sham on the line today because I do believe that Matt's story is one that needs to be featured at the next su- Suits and Sneakers. You miss Suits and Sneakers. I keep talking about it. But it's a really cool platform to you to share stories about what you've been through and what you can go through. Um, it's crazy to see how humble and modest you are for not realizing the difference that you must make in other people's lives when they see you. Because you, you don't realize it, which is so bizarre. You're incredibly modest. But do, do, you, do you guys realize the difference you make in other people's lives? Too? I don't make because a difference. Every in, day. I don't make a difference in it, no it, one's Everyone life. needs inspiration. Every don't day. be ridiculous. Yes. Every day. Matt is my inspiration, and I'm going to get him to be on stage and tell his story and realize the impact that he's had. He went from his whole career in front of him, great life, this trick-barking freestyler, um, and something happened, and he just decided to pick up from there and, and create a new story. Uh, and in a couple of weeks or months, he's going to be walking, and then we create another story. So I'm going to invite you back to the studio when you are walking next time. Next week, next week. Next week. Next week. We are. Done. Done. Sold. Done. Uh, to follow him, I am going to repost all of his stuff online. Uh, it's Matt Cohen, Facebook, Twitter. I don't think Twitter, Matt Cohen. We'll put it up there. We'll find it. This is the good stuff on Clip <laughs> We'll Central. create one. Is this working?
<laughs> I don't want to waste any time. Um, the good stuff has just flown by today, uh, so I'd rather get into exactly what we're doing. Thanks, George Ezra, for Budapest. We we dig Budapest. What a good song. I've pulled Sharon in here from Appendy Angels. Mareka was supposed to join us. That's what I said at the beginning of the show. But Sharon made it back in time from Zimbabwe. She went to Zimbabwe. You've got to get closer to the microphone. Oh, what an experience. Hey? What an experience. <laughs> the dollar is something special when you receive change in Rand. <laughs> what is it, like a million dollars? No, they've actually changed it to the US dollar. But um, if you buy a bottle of water, which is 50 cents, you get a five rand coin back. What? Oh, wow. Uh, they don't do dollar dollar coins. It's only paper. There's wow. no Zimbabwe do- dollars at all. Um, because that was sitting on like a million zeros. Yeah, it was like trillions of dollars. You felt like a millionaire just spending one round. That's absolutely <laughs> But um, uh, the experience there was awesome. So we, we got to meet Dr. Sadar, which was incredible, and his associate. Um, very, very humbling, very holistic, um, and very positive, which is... Only the good stuff. Only the good stuff. <laughs> Only so, the good stuff. Whenever he was talking or mumbling something bad, I just like ignored him and said, yeah, that's not happening. That's Let's exactly, talk about the good stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, I mean, we're going to give brief. We've had you on the show a couple of times. Mm. Uh, Sharon is head of Appendi Angels, an amazing organization in South Africa that looks after kids with childhood cancer. Uh, the reason that the, the charity opened was because of little Layla, who is, um, Sharon's daughter. She, she was found to have appendymoma at four years old, and the doctor said she wouldn't make it past six months. We're now sitting at six and a half. Yeah. Six yeah. and a half. Yeah. You know, it was it was something – actually, after last night meeting the doctor on the plane back, I was like, you know what? They said she wouldn't make five. She's six. I'm like, we can do this. India, here we come. That's exactly it. So you got you – got in hold, hold of this doctor who's in India. Yes. He did an amazing operation which was featured on Carte Blanche. Yes. For someone else. What, what was the other? There was, there was two people. There was Clive Rice and there was another gentleman. I can't remember his name right now. Um, both had it done, um, completely gone in the one guy who they told him to remove all of his, um, prostates and stuff like that. He's now completely cancer free and living a very normal life. So, um, when I saw this, I just sent them an email saying, have you dealt with a that's all I wanted to know. And they sent back and they said, the doctor's willing to look at your reports. Please, can you send them? So after a week of begging and like the doctor's ducking me, obviously, I finally got them. I sent them over and they sent me a treatment plan. And the doctor was actually going to be in Zimbabwe doing pro bono work. And he asked us if we could please come over. He'll be there on Monday and Monday only. So booked our flights, went out. Um, I took all the MRI scans, everything. He had a look. He, he did explain to me a lot in detail. And he said to me, you know, what Layla has is extremely rare. He actually has not ever seen her type before. This is going to be a first for him. But he said this is not going to stop him. So we going to try. And that's exactly what you wanted to hear. Yes, that was what I wanted to hear. So you flew over to Zimbabwe uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. And you spent the night there. Was it you and Layla? Uh, no, I couldn't take Layla with because our beautiful country, um, I need a, an abridged birth certificate, which I have um, applied for. But um, we're trying to get a rush on it for medical purposes. But they're, um, it's Africa. It's that's, still yeah, yeah. still African time. But I'm going to be pushing them today because it is actually an emergency. He actually wanted us to fly out on Thursday. To go straight to India for the operation? Well, to go for radiation. So he's going to do two things. There's, he discussed her case. We're going to start chemo, um, which is, you know, it's going to be a good thing because the penny moment is used to radiation. So we're going to tackle it differently. We're going to 
soften it up a little bit, and then we're going to smack it with the cyber knife and some more radiation. Done. Sorted. Get rid of that stuff. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah. So. Okay, but, but okay. So Penny Penny Angels runs this charity, and you look after a couple of kids, and that is your main aim: yes. is is to look after all the kids, put them back on medical aid, sort them out, help their families. That's what you normally do. And day to day, you have enough funds to do this. You're yes. good. We now have this curveball thrown in where we have an operation that needs to happen now, now. As, in, as in Thursday, hopefully, if, if uh, the South African can get their home affairs in order. Please, guys, let's, let's do that. Um, but it's a big chunk of money that needs to now be put in. Yes, yesterday, you know, they, they sent me a mail telling me that we needed 150,000 rand for the treatment. But um, he also told me that we need... $8,000 for um, anything that may come up, blood transfusions, all of that, because her body is going to get weaker and she might need a blood transfusion. She might need blood tests taken. That's not included in the treatment plan. Just the the, the 150,000 rand is for the, the cyber knife. That's it. So it's still for the chemo and everything and the travel expenses and everything. And so you're obviously going to have to be there. So there's also the accommodation and, and, and stuff food. for you. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole, <laughs> India's lovely. India's yeah, lovely. I'm very excited and, and I told Layla and I explained to her last night when I came back. I said, Layla, th- there is something we're going to do different that you're not used to. It's, it's going to be new for me and you. Um, it is going to make you feel a little bit sick. Um, but it's only for a week that you have to have it. And she said, fine. I said, do you still want to go to India? Because it's ultimately her choice. And she said, yes, but mommy, just this last one more time. So, this has got to be it. This yeah. has got to be the chance that we get to to help her. Okay, so we need a bucket load of money. And, we that, do. and that's what we're aiming for at the moment. You've had a lot of people come on board who have given you already, a, a, I saw over the weekend. Yes. Um, Layla drew that little hand and she was coloring it in as to how far the money had come in. Yes. And uh, this morning I checked before we left because I was doing all the sums after speaking to the doctor and everything. And it looks like we're actually going to need about 400,000 Rand worth all the flights. And because she needs special need care on the plane. So she has to have a catheter done on the plane and in transit, which costs extra which we didn't really think about so in total we need about four hundred thousand rand now and we need all our corporates that are listening i I have something that i do every week called change one thing change everything and today is change one thing um if you're listening and and you i mean you can hear sharon this is a plot and and you have the ability to just give her a hundred bucks do that do that how do people get in touch um, we've got our Facebook, Appendi Angels. Unfortunately, our website was hacked, but we are hacked. Big, I know. Can you believe it? Some why play would, guy. Why would someone hack your website? I have no idea. So they're sorting that out. So we're busy reconstructing it so that we've got a better firewall. Um, but on our Appendi Angels um, Facebook page, or they can contact me on info at Appendi Angels. That's E for elephant, P for poppy, E for elephant, and ndyangels.co.za. Um, or they can contact me on my cell phone number, which is 079 68052 um, and then I'll give them all the details that they need amazing I'm going to tweet all of those links as well um, I'm going to put them all over my social media and Cliff Central will also post them out there so we can awesome. assist you and we can get Layla to India um, I know that after the operation she's going to have a bit of time I mean to, to heal and oh. to recoup uh, while you're in India while she is recouping make sure she goes to see the big sites and take photos and stuff if I can she, her immunity is going to drop so badly that, um, I even last night said to everybody, it's going to be back to masks, back to disinfectants, back to everything. We're going to be cocooned for about three months. So oh, she wow. cannot get sick because it's going to drop her down completely. 
Alright, so we're all thinking of Layla. I'm going to post all the sites uh, onto my social media sites, all the Twitter, the Facebook, all of that stuff, so people can get involved. It's been amazing having you on the show. Thank I you. love having you in studio. I know. I also just want to say one more thing. I just want to say thank you to everybody who did make donations. I checked this morning before I left, and we've raised 151,000 rand. In how many days? Since Friday morning. That is amazing. Wow. Well done. Yeah, so thanks to everybody who donated. It, it really, it's very need- heartfelt, and I appreciate it. Thanks for saving Layla. Sharon, that's incredible. And um, yes, thank you to everybody. It's awesome to to have them get on board. Uh, but we still need more. Yes, so, please. please. <laughs> Another 250,000. Thank Matt, you. Matt, uh, we've run out of time. It's been amazing having <coughs> you in studio. You've just kept quiet now. You've basically sat staring. I Sh- thought this was switched off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sharon and Matt have just met. Uh, they are going to be best of friends. We're going to get them talking outside of the studio. Next, it's been incredible. Uh, I love Tuesdays. Flipping. What do I leave you with? I always leave you with something. Uh, you... Do not, no one is born with the right to opportunity. Uh, opportunity is not a given right. You need to create your own. That is what I'm leaving you with today. That's the good stuff. Thanks and only good things.